Today we are going to be talking about the spiritual man. And I want to start off by saying that I believe that a lot of uh, American church culture has turned Christianity more into emotionalism than uh, instead of it being simply spiritual. And I, my goal today in this message is for us to understand um, really the solitude and resolve in the spiritual man rather than the idea of emotionalism within Christianity. Let's start off by talking about living with principles. Being spiritual is much more about principles than it is about feelings. Let me say that again. Being spiritual is much more about principles than it is about feelings. Let me share a couple verses with you guys. First, in Romans chapter 2, verses 17 through 24, Paul says, But if you call yourself a Jew and rely upon the law and boast in God and know his will and distinguish the things that matter, being instructed from the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the people who are blind, a light to those in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the immature, possessing in the law the embodiment of knowledge and, the tr and of the truth. You, therefore, who teach someone else, do you teach yourself? You who preach that one is not to steal, do you steal? You who say that one is not to commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who loathe idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, through your breaking the law, do you dishonor God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, just as it is written. Paul's spitting some uh, hard truths to people in this verse. And what it shows is that many people have portrayed Christianity as an emotional experience that goes by the flutter of the heart rather than backbone principles. In this, these verses, Paul is talking about how uh, these principled things within our belief system and the idea of so many people saying, oh, yes, yes, but uh, in public, but in private, they treat it as worthless. They, the, the idea of being weak principled is uh, putting on face or uh, putting on um, playing pretend in public, but in private, you're a different person. It's hypocrisy. But a principled person it is the same in private and the same in public. And I love the how he gives this correlation of of really saying, um, do you condemn this, yet you yourself do it? <clears throat> and it makes me think about so many times I've I've heard Christians uh try to point the finger at others for those gray areas in the faith, but them themselves would would not qualify to those same kind of standards. For example, I once heard a preacher um, uh, try to to mock men who played video games and saying that it was childish and foolish, and yet uh, would would get into fantasy football <laughs> and would follow ESPN and and it's like the same thing, but if it's their their hobbies. What what I'm getting at is uh, when we're making principles for our life. We can't just change the principles to meet what we want. 
and not meat for others. The other thing I want to say is that I believe that Scripture shows men to be strong, principled men that often choose, that uh, these men in Scripture often chose what was right over what was easy. They weren't caught up on these simple ideas of being holier than someone else. They were caught up on strong foundational principles. I mean, even some of the supernatural and spiritual experiences that we see these men of extreme faith go through, it seemed terrifying. Not something beautiful, not something sweet, not something cute. It, it was not just this, uh, the, the men of faith that we see acting in faith didn't have this cute little song and dance session when they, uh, where they felt better about their day because they acted in faith. Think about Elijah who asked to see God's face after facing almost death, almost certain death by the people and the 300 prophets of Baal. They, they were ready to kill him on sight and instead he went brave, uh, uh, courageously to go speak in the name of the Lord. Again, even that was not a cute little story. It was death. There was blood. There was fire. I mean, it was some crazy stuff happening. And when he was permitted to see God pass by, the whole mountain shook. Fire fell down. The, it, it was a terrifying scene. It wasn't cute at all. It wasn't this emotional experience. These powerful and spiritual moments that we see in Scripture happen because of men who stuck to their principles in God even when it became illegal in their nation. The spiritual man stands by his principles of right and wrong even in the face of extreme adversity. I want to share one, uh, two more verses on this point. In James chapter 1, verse 22, it says, But prove yourselves doers of the word, and not just hearers who deceive themselves. What it implies is that there is a, a large amount of people who hear the word and believe that they are doers of the word, even though they put no action to it. I believe that principles, and I'm not just talking about the idea of repentance or not sinning. I'm talking about integrity, of, of really having uh, what... The, the idea of what you believe in God and what you do for God and having it in your backbone. And in James chapter 2, verse 19 through 20, it says, You believe that God is one. You do well. The demons also believe and shudder. But are you willing to acknowledge, you foolish person, that faith without works is useless? And I believe when it comes down to principles, it is shown in our lifestyle. That a true spiritual person is not something that is not uh, portrayed in a conversation where they sound spiritual, but it is portrayed in their actions and lifestyle as a man. Now let's go into the next point, which is forcing your perspective. Seeing things in a spiritual way is a choice that takes practice. Let me say that again. Seeing things in a spiritual way is a choice that takes practice. In Romans 12, 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that is good, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, looking at life and people in a spiritual way is much easier said than done. Once you face an actual hardship, an actual problem, or even an actual enemy, it can be very hard and even counterintuitive to try to see it from a spiritual perspective. Think about when Joseph 
faced his brothers after being sold into slavery. He responded in tears as he chose to look at everything in a spiritual way. He said, it was not you who did this to me, but it was God. He, he did this spiritual, powerful look at his problems. And can you really imagine looking at the people who hurt you the most outside of your perspective of pain, outside of yourself and your emotions, outside of the history with that person? This was a choice that Joseph made. But remember, he had 40 years to practice before this point. It took 40 years before he ever saw his brothers again. And that is why we must not excuse ourselves now uh, at whatever age we are. We should strive to take advantage of the things we go through and the people we face now so that we can have enough practice for later. I don't know how many times my interaction with someone in an ordinary setting turned into a spiritual one that brought about even salvation or edification, some type of freedom, just because I chose to be intentional at looking at how this could be spiritual, about how this simple interaction would be spiritual. All the times I would be driving for Uber, I'm doing an ordinary thing, doing my job, but I would look at it from a spiritual perspective, that this is a divine possibility that they would have a conversation about Christ. It's all about changing our perspective. And I would go as far as, just like in the story of Joseph, the people that we hate the most. I mean, I got some people that send me some some nasty messages every now and then. People that I blocked and they create new accounts just so they can message me something nasty again. And there's been plenty of times where I did not want to look at it in a spiritual perspective, but I wanted to share a piece of my mind. But when Jesus says to love your enemies, to love those who hate you, it 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 is saying force your perspective into a spiritual one. And it takes a choice and it takes practice. Now let's go into our last point, which is showing people. Showing people. A spiritual man sets the example for people to follow. I'll say it one more time. A spiritual man sets the example for people to follow. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Be imitators of me, just as I also am of Christ. Another version says, Follow me as I follow Christ. A spiritual man lives in a way knowing that people are watching. A spiritual man lives in a way knowing that people are watching. And we are always setting the examples we are always setting examples as men, but a spiritual man is intentional about it. Men are always setting an example in some way, but spiritual men are intentional about setting that example. Whether simple things like choosing not to join in the negative gossip, choosing how you talk in front of others, or choosing to pray in front of your kids. When we make it a point to practice our faith in private, it is easy to come out in public. When we practice our faith in private, it's easy to set the example in public. I think the best example is how Jesus uh, set the example. It seems so clear and the miracles that followed him were so obvious about him being a spiritual man. But the Bible shows that it was not just a spur of the moment uh, happenings, but that it was based in the mornings and evenings that Jesus would go off to pray by himself. Even before choosing the 12 disciples, it says how the night before he spent all night praying. 
mean, he he constantly was going off to pray, going off to 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 grow his spirit man. And we as men must not only be mindful that we lead by example, but we should prepare ourselves in setting the example by our faith and by our actions. I want to share one last verse before we close. And that is in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. And it says, Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself as an example of those who believe. Paul says this to Timothy, and I want us to really unpack uh, this, this idea when it says, Don't look... Don't let anyone look down on you because you are because of your youthfulness or because you are young. And let's also apply it to our spirit person. I think a lot of times we as men count ourselves out as setting an example because we consider ourselves babies in the faith. Well, we're still learning. We'll, we're still growing. But the scripture, I think, is very, uh, we can unpack it in a prophetic sense where it says, Don't look, let anyone look down on you just because you are young in your faith but rather in the way that you talk, in the way that you conduct yourself, in the way that you live, in your lifestyle, the way in your love for others, in your faith, in your purity, show yourself as an example to others who believe. It, this is just such a powerful, powerful thing about how becoming a spiritual man is by our actions and our choices, not just be these flutters of the heart, not how, uh, not how spiritual we can sound or talk, but it, it is really by the kind of life we live as men. And I want to close on this thought that Jesus sets a perfect example of what a spiritual man is. And I think about the moments where uh, he, he made, fashioned a whip and went into the temple and, uh, and chased all of the religious leaders, all, the, all of the, the people selling in the market. They turned the temple of God into uh, a commercialized store for profit. And he chased them out of there. And it was not a scene of this weak, uh, uh, vanilla-faced, thin-lipped man. It was, a, it, was a, it was this experience of this man that had uh, this spiritual man that was strong in principle and was not going to sit by while he watched something so wrong happen in front of him. He took action. And he sets the example of, have, of have being a passionate spiritual man of principle and he, and he shows us the example of how we can have backbones in our faith. And maybe at some point in this message, you feel inclined in your heart to become a spiritual man. Maybe by taking the very first step of surrendering your life to Christ. Maybe you want to follow his example and you've been putting it off for a long time. And today you want to make a decision to really make a commitment for Christ in your life as a man. If that is you, the Bible says in the book of Romans, that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is who he says he is, surely you shall be saved. What it's saying is if you have a genuine heart and simply talk to God yourself, and that's all it takes to, to start this kind of relationship with him. You don't need me to lead you through a pretty prayer, but you can talk to him yourself. So if that is you, I really encourage you to have that conversation today and don't put it off any longer. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this time that you've given us as men. And I pray that you encourage and strengthen every man that is listening to this. I pray that you help us to become spiritual, principled men who set the example and force our perspective to look at things in a spiritual way. We surrender to you. In Jesus' name, amen.